All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to The Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. If you gamble, use your game sense. Stay within your limit. Go to gamesense.ab.ca and learn more. Welcome back to the show, man. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, my man? How's it going? It's great. Um, I, I want to get your thoughts on a few things. Uh, first of all, as a player, and now it's three weeks out, so maybe you wouldn't care, but uh, they, they made the flex change, right? And first time ever for a Monday nighter, so they moved the Chiefs and Patriots because the Patriots are terrible this year, and they moved the Seahawks and the Eagles. If you're a member of the Chiefs and now you're playing Sunday, 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 are you happier for that? Like when you play on Monday, are you noticeably more fatigued the next weekend or are you fine after that? Not, not really. I think it comes down to a mind game, right? I think the Thursday night games are the ones that are the kicker, right? Yeah. So you, you you turn out Sunday, and then before you know it, you're practicing, you're getting out the cold, the hot tub, and before you know it, you're right back on the field, right? The Sunday and Monday night games, your body, you're, you're pretty much normal. You feel good. Um, you still got that week, that full week to, to get ready again. It's really, it's always been the Thursday night games that is really, really difficult to cover, recover from, especially when you're when you're an older guy. Um, give me your, there's a few teams and I, I got to talk. I want to start first and I don't, maybe this is cause Connor, he needs, he needs some therapy right now because uh, he's a huge charger fan and it's obviously been a very disappointing season for them. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw how testy and defensive their head coach got talking about their past defense Well, their past defense is terrible. It was deserving, right? I mean, I think that what we all have to realize is players, coaches, whenever you're in this business in general, those guys got a job to do, right? So that they don't ask you these questions, they're not doing their job. And if you don't like these questions, maybe you should play or do something better, right? And so at the end of the day, um, I didn't see anything in line or wrong with the questioning. 
And in fact, if you're a reporter, if you're a writer, if you're in the media, you see someone getting agitated. Hey, hell, why not? Let's get a soundbite, right? And so at the end of the day, I think it was a very straightforward question. Uh, They're not playing well. Uh, And one thing that that really that I hung on to personally, and this me being just a former defensive player, if I was somebody in the locker room, um, when when uh, somebody in the media asks you what you guys going to do different, and you say nothing, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. That's a wrong answer, right? It's just a wrong answer. You're at the bottom of the barrel on defense when you across the board in multiple categories, right? What you want to hear, and even as a player, what you want to hear out of your coach is. When I get back to the, when I get off of this out of this podium and I get back to the locker room, there's going to be changes immediately, right? And that's how you win back a locker room. That's how you install some kind of a, a positiveness. You make everybody feel good about the next week. Put people on on the edge, right? Get everybody walking on their toes. Uh, you you want to wake that locker room up and, and make some drastic changes because you know the next drastic change is coming is you being out of there. So why not shake things up? on your way out. And and I was a little bit confused. It was disappointing to hear that. And I have no problem with the media doing what they did and asking the questions that they did. Yeah, I didn't even think the question was that bad, to be honest, because they're like when you watch their past defense, because they get a lot of pressure up front, which usually if you get a lot of pressure up front, that in theory makes it a little bit easier because you shouldn't be uh you shouldn't be covering as long. What's up with the secondary? Why is it the structure? Is it the system? Why is their past defense so bad? I believe, and I've gone to just about every home game. I watched every game that they played. I believe that they have no identity and they're doing too much, right? Um, you know one thing. You got players on that defense, and Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, some of these, some of these great players. Um, uh, Kenneth Murray's been playing a lot better. Uh, Kendricks, Derwin. You know you got playmakers on the defense, so now let them play. If you got your playmakers out there thinking too much and trying to put too much on the plate, and not let them go out playing football. You're diminishing their skills. This you you, you let great players not. And, and I played for a defense coordinator. I played for Wade Phillips. Wade's whole thing was you're going to do as much as you can the things you're great at doing, right? So whatever you're great at doing, we're going to have you doing that 80 percent of the time. And what you're not great at doing, you're doing 20 percent of the time. It just seems like the defense they have a scheme. They got a way of doing things, and they want everybody to do it their way. Well, guess what? That way has not been working. And so now you got to make some drastic changes, and it's just like they failed to do that. They won't do it out of stubbornness, pride, or whatever you want to call it. It's just not working over there. Sean Merriman joins us. Sean, do you have an example of a coach uh, who had it his way and then listened to his players? Because I think the best coaches are the ones who are like, you know what, my way isn't working. i got to work with these guys because maybe they don't have the talent to do what I want, but they have a skill set and we have to switch that way. Did you have a coach who was open to that and then conversely one who wasn't and it ultimately uh, never had success? Yeah, um, Ron Rivera. Coach Rivera was great at that. You know, Obviously him being a player himself, he listened to the players a lot. Okay. You know, I remember going to him. Uh, we used to rush, and I, I hated rushing out of three-point stands. I, I didn't. I, I didn't like getting. I like rushing from the two-point where I can get a better takeoff. I can see down the line of scrimmage. I can look at the the opposite guard and see how far he's off the line. So I get a lot of keys when I'm standing up. I went to him. I said, hey, "I know you got. You know, you're running the four-three. You wanted me to come off the edge of nickel, put my hand in the dirt, but I can see more when I'm standing up." Okay. He said, "Hell, Sean, stand up," <laughs> and, and that was. That was it. That's that's how you you want you know your players to go out and react. 
And look, if it didn't work the way that I wanted to do it, then I'll go back doing it the way he wanted to do it. That's the player-coach relationship that you're supposed to have. And most of the time, that works. These guys are in the NFL for a reason. Why not listen to them and, 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 and kind of take in what they're also talking about? Sean Merriman joins us. I love that, right? Because something as simple as you're like, hey, man, I don't feel comfortable having my hand in the dirt. It's coach, okay, well, you don't have to do it, right? It just Because why Why would a coach force you to do something? You're like, hey, I think I'm pretty talented. I'm here in the NFL. I've had some success, but this is the one thing that I'm not good at. So did you have a lot of respect then, Sean, for guys who could come out of the three-point stance with their hand in the dirt because for it didn't work for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 I did it when I had to do it, you yeah. know, when I, when I wanted to disguise the look. But trust me, I was looking down at my, my hand in the dirt, and I wanted to scream the whole time I was down there. I just hated it. Uh, but you have some guys who do the opposite, right? I remember when um, Dwight Freeney. Dwight Freeney is a guy that, that loves his hand in the dirt, right? And he got to the Chargers, and they had that 3-4 scam. He stood up. He just looked awkward and out of place. It just wasn't his thing. Yeah. And then he did a reverse. They let him put his hand back down in the dirt because that's what he, he was accustomed to. So, you know, it just it works both ways, which way you feel comfortable at. I love standing up at a two-point, being able to have more freedom to look around and see what's going on. Guys like, you know, Dwight Freeney that was low center of gravity and explosive as he was, he liked his hand in the dirt. Sean Merriman uh, joins us. Sean, there's uh, the uh, 49ers and the Eagles. Without question, it's the game of the week. And, uh, you know, you, you look at the 49ers, but I don't see many weaknesses there. And then I look at the Eagles, and they just know how to win. Like, they probably shouldn't have won that game against Buffalo, but they stuck around. They stuck around. Their, their kicker hits a 59-yarder in the sleet, which I'm sure has the bench going bananas. And then uh, they win it in, in overtime. Uh, who do you like right now better between the 49ers and the Eagles? It's, it's unfortunate because the Eagles were so good last year and they're so good this year that if they don't blow everybody out, it wasn't a good game, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's the feel you have with them right now. Like, they just won't get the respect until they just absolutely demolish everybody they play. And, by the way, there's 31 other teams that would love to be barely winning at 10-1, and 1, right? <laughs> that's, just, that's just the deal. But I do believe right now with everybody healthy um, that the 49ers are the better team. And – I know that we've seen uh, that three or four week span where they just played terrible. Brock, to me, in my opinion, Brock Purdy. I think if that head injury lingered on, I don't think he was healthy. Um, they had, yeah, I think Debo was down. They had so many guys down and out. Uh, um, you know, McCaffrey was. I mean, they they were banged up all over the place. I think that when they are healthy and they're clicking, they're the best team in the NFL. But the, the the problem is in this situation, man. How how do you go against a team that's ten and one, barely went in and three point seven? It doesn't matter. It, there's a lot of teams that rather be on that side of the fence than anywhere else. Um, so it's hard to go against them, man. But I, I just I like the San Francisco Forty ers over Philly because they're healthy. There's something to be said though, Sean, about winning those. Cl- like it's not just a fluke that you're always winning by three or four. Right, like you're fi- to me, the goal at the end of the day is to win. I've, like blowing out guys all the time is very difficult. Like the Eagles, they just have that je ne sais quoi at the right time of the game. They don't beat themselves, is what I see when I watch the Eagles. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And you know, the truth of the matter, the truth of the matter is, the Eagles are getting every team's best every week, right? Um, when you're going to play the Philadelphia Eagles, that, you are up. You're, you're, this is no sleeper. We're not walking through the week and hopefully that we can wake up by Saturday and, and walk in the game feeling good on Sunday. By the time practice starts on, on Wednesday, guys are – this is Eagles week. You're getting every team's best. So I'm not surprised one bit that they're scraping by some teams because even the teams that are not so good, they'll find a way to get up one week for the, for the best, you know, 
one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL. So I think that's what the Eagles are dealing with this year. They are, everybody is giving their very, very best shot, and they're finding a way to win, and that's what's most important. We're joined by a former NFLer. Of course, he was the Rookie of the Year uh, with the Chargers back in uh, 2005. Sean Merriman joins us. And, Sean, when you watch as a defensive guy, like off, defensive guys love defense, but obviously you respect the offense. When when you look at today's quarterbacks, like the game has evolved. Like there used to be a lot more. when you Even when you came in, like pocket quarterbacks, there's just not many of them. There's Lamar Jackson and, you know, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes and, you know, even Dak Prescott. Like these guys can move. Um, what when you watch like the athletic quarterback, who's the one that impresses you the most? Well, it's the it's the guy like like Patrick Mahomes that is not a mobile quarterback, but he can move. Does that make sense? You know, he he can do enough to get out the pocket and cause a problem. But he's really a throwing quarterback. Going into a game playing Lamar Jackson, you are are fully conscious to stay in your pass rush lane, stay in your hole, stay in your gap because he will take off at any given time. With Patrick Mahomes, you're not expecting that as much, and he does just enough to get out the pocket to extend plays and throw the ball down the field. And even guys like this this as big and athletic as Justin Herbert, you know, Joe Burrow, these guys are really throwing quarterbacks, but, man, they're mobile. And so playing Lamar Jackson wouldn't be a problem. I, every time that that ball is hiked, I am looking – at him in rush lanes and watching which way he takes off or step in the pocket or which way he roll out. I'm, I'm worried about that for four quarters. You're not really going into the game. And that's when Patrick Mahomes hurts you the worst, mm-hmm. right? When everybody's covered down the field, they got the man-on-man coverage at 15, 20 yards down the field. He takes off, nobody's there, and he gets you for 15 yards to that first down. That that hurts. If, if Lamar Jackson runs for a first down, he get, picks up 10-15, you're just dusting yourself off going to the next play. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's just what he does. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's totally valid. And you, I look at, uh, at Mahomes and I'm like, man, if they had some receivers, I think they'd be blowing everybody out. Like they just, and I get that salary cap is a factor, but if I look at one thing in Kansas City that you, you have one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, you have arguably the greatest tight end ever. You should have had better receivers this year. I don't care. That's just your job as the GM. You got to give your quarterback a receiver because that might cost him the Super Bowl. We, we've seen that before. We've seen this um, out of Aaron Rodgers, right? We, we saw Aaron Rodgers go years without having a number one wide receiver. Eventually, that bit them in the ass. And that, that what I, what is what I believe ultimately is going to happen to Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is so great. Travis Kelsey is so great. Andy Reid is such a great coach. They've relied on that because, you know, we've seen them also win without a number one wide receiver, you know, without a number one running back. And just relying on really good defense and, and just Patrick Mahomes. So he's won that way. So what happens is teams, the front office, everybody's so accustomed to winning, no matter who you put on the field, eventually it's going to come back and bite you because later on during the season, that's what happened to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, if he had a number one wide receiver, a number one tight end, a running back offensive line, he will, he will win three or four straight Super Bowls. He would, but it always gets them in the playoffs. The reason why they don't go deep in the playoffs is because eventually – eventually not having that talent, not having those guys there will catch you. That's why I believe that's what I think is going to happen to Kansas City this year. Okay, you don't have a number one guy. You guys are going to, you, you're still going to get to the playoffs. You, you might even go deep in the playoffs. But you're going to struggle in that AFC championship game because that, that not having a big-time guy there, it matters. Sean Merriman uh, joins us. What do you make of Aaron Rodgers? 
being back on the field already. What do you, what do you, what, what's going on here? We've never seen this before. I, I, uh, I tore my Achilles. Um, I, had a, I initially had a partial tear. Um, there was like a 10 or 15% tear, and I kept playing on it. It got worse and worse and worse, and I eventually popped it. Um, I can tell you, just coming back from that injury, I've had major knee injuries. I've had major shoulder injuries. There's nothing like that Achilles. Yeah. When I saw him um, walking, even with crutches, I'm not even with crutches. It was like four or five weeks later. He was walking on the field in a walking boot with crutches. I said, "No way, right? Absolutely no way." Because I think at that four week mark for me is when I took off the hard cast. I couldn't even think about walking in a walking boot. I mean, so I know the medicine is different. I know the surgery and procedures and 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 all these things are different. Science is a lot better. But what he's doing is unprecedented. We haven't seen it before, and I don't know. You know, which procedure, which process they have now that they haven't had 10, 15, 20 years ago, whatever the case is. But if he actually plays this year, I, I think that now, and, and I don't believe in a whole lot of miracles, uh, and I don't say that word a whole lot, but it, it, it would be a miracle if he found a way to get back on the field before the season is over. Yeah, it's. Seems crazy to me for sure. Um, no question that I, I guess I wanted to like, you know, how, what was the severity of, of his injury in the beginning? That would be the other one for me. And I know that uh, we've had a huge advancements in, uh, in medicine and technology, but that one definitely seems, uh, uh, rather advanced for sure. Uh, one last one for you, Sean. What do you make of the Ravens or I guess the Ravens and the Jaguars? How, how good are these two teams? And, uh, would you take either one of them or are the Chiefs still the team to beat in the AFC? I still say the Chiefs are the team to beat, but one thing about the Ravens and their style of play, especially on the defense side of the ball, they're very physical. And if they if this is a matchup that we're going to see in the AFC Championship game, which is very possible to happen, um, the, the Chiefs could be in trouble because of the physicality and the way they play the game. They run the ball well. Odell's you know doing the you know, the, the, the hard, tough slants, turning you know short yard passes and the long ones. Uh, they're finishing plays. Queen, I, I think they got the best one-two tandem uh, line, inside linebackers in the game with, with Queen and Smith. Those guys get after you. We, we've seen Jadavion Jada Clowney's playing as good as he have in the past five years. We've, we haven't seen him. He's yeah. literally went missing for the last three years. And I think that's due to the credit of, of Chuck Smith, who's the, who they brought in, who was also my pass rushing coach uh, during the offseason. They brought him in. And I think that pers- his personality, his skill set, when he's showing these guys up front, is really reflecting um, how well they're playing. So I, I'm a, I always give it to the Chiefs. You have to. They're the defending champs. Um, but I think if they if they met up in the AFC Championship game, they're going to have a problem with the Ravens. And before I let you go, uh, lights out extreme fighting, Sean. Now we had you on talking about that lots. So what's on card for you next? Yeah, we got a huge fight coming up uh, January 6th. Lights out extreme fighting 13 will be live on football sports, football TV. Uh, we have the next up-and-coming superstars of the sport in MMA. Um, got a big card, probably our biggest card we've had so far. Uh, January 6th will be live at 6 p.m. Pacific. So make sure you guys come check us out. Lights Out Extreme Fighting 13, uh, Long Beach, California. We'll be- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Live on Football Sports, Football TV. All right, I love it. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Okay. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.